welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. You know, we have that saying, jack of all trades and master of none. Well, guess what? My next guest is a jack of all trades and has mastered all of the trades that he has gotten. So, oh my goodness, wait until you hear this origin and amazing adventure of Tennessee Bill. So, let's take a moment out and we'll be right back. So guys, like I was saying, I have Tennessee Bill, who actually wears a lot of hats. I mean, a lot, a lot of hats. But one of the coolest things is, one, you guys know I love names. You know I love backstories. You know I love origin stories. And one of the things that drew me to him was the book and the fact that this man has like a superhero name you guys know i am like the biggest superhero nerd and i'm like dude is named tennessee bill i have to have him on so (laughs) bill if you would please introduce yourself to my listeners oh man thank you so much for having me i am tennessee bill it is a pleasure to be here uh i we can I'm, I'm super excited to talk about any topic that you want to pursue, but I am Tennessee Bill. My name is William C. And I live in Tennessee, which is the name. And I have a few different projects. I am a pediatrician. I'm an economist. But mostly I love to write books and tell stories uh, and, and other things. But yes, that is I am Tennessee Bill and I'm tickled to be here. Okay, so you brought it up. I didn't. I was going to bring that up later. But okay, question. What came first? Was it the book writing or the pediatrician? Well, as a young person, I was a musical nerd. I played the banjo. I played the fiddle, played the guitar. I attempted to write stories that weren't uh, very well executed. I couldn't spell. I'm still still probably can't spell very well, uh, but I considered myself a storyteller and was uh, attracted to folks that were good at storytellers or, or at storytelling. So I've been sort of a spinner of yarns all my life, but then in during all that, I decided to continue my education and it just so happened I could, I kept going to school and while I was playing music and then I had the opportunity and I went to medical school then I went to pediatric residency and then I taught pediatrics in Oklahoma and now in Tennessee but during all of that I continued to play music and write and tell stories but since I have finished my pediatric training I have uh, been able to really push my work for in creating novels and, and other books. So I guess technically the the music and storytelling 
came first, but being a nerd and and learning about things has always been part of that. And so medical school just sort of happened. But I, I that's something that I do every day. I'm I'm uh, saw patients this morning, and I will see some this afternoon, and then I will I'll work on the next story that I'm working on, and uh, talk to other people that have stories. And I, I like to stay busy. I guess I'm a little hyper, maybe. But, but you know, I, the storytelling came first, but the medical school sure made a splash in that. Well, I, I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, hey, you know what? I've always told stories, but I kind of fell into medical school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. <laughs> but you're all just like, yeah, you know, medical school just kind of happened. You know, it's like, it's usually kind of the opposite where it's like, yeah, I've always wanted to be a doctor. I went to be a doctor. I became a pediatrician and then I decided to write stories. But you're just like, oh, I love. But, you know, I think that's one of the cool things I've always loved about the South is even when you said like, you know, spinning a yarn. In other words, there are always these tales where somebody has something to say and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So I get what you mean. Like, so, wow. Okay, so question. You mentioned also that you play music. How long were you doing that? Was that something since childhood though? Yes, since childhood. My father had musical instruments laid around the house and there was... Some of my ancestors played Appalachian string band music. And when I was four years old, I was allowed to start noodling about on those musical instruments and could could play chords and little ditties by the time I was six or seven years old. And then I got into playing the banjo of all things. And by 10 or 11 years old, I was pretty good at it. And so by the time I was 12 years old, my parents were taking me around to these musical contests in the, in the Southeast United States. There's kind of like the rodeo circuit. There are there, especially in the summer, there's always a musical contest that a person can enter and compete against other players. And I did that. I'd start, I got to where I was pretty good at it and continued to improve. And so by the time I got my driver's license, that's what I was doing. I was driving around and entering banjo and singing contests in the Southeast and was doing fairly well at that. I also loved horses since I was a young person and I became a horseshoer, which is a person that puts shoes on the bottom of the horse's feet and repairs various injuries. Uh, another word for that is a farrier so I was a farrier during the week and I would play musical contests on the weekends and did that until I went to medical school that's what interrupted that and then trying to be a a fiddle player and a guitar player in medical school was tough I you know you you got to really devote yourself to to, I could, to I that could, education. Yeah, I could see that. But, but then after that, once I was a resident and I had time off, I was on an airplane flying back to Nashville to do the musical stuff. And then I finished a pediatric residency in Oklahoma. And then when I, when as soon as I could, I was back in Tennessee 
because that that's just that's the mecca for playing stringed instruments not not classical per se I don't I don't know much right about classical, right but. but yeah but I I mean I get it it's like you know everyone yeah. everyone wants you know the one thing you think of especially is like Grand Ole Opry Nashville you yes. know so yeah and that's probably why I'm I grew up in middle Tennessee not too far you know, you know 30 minutes from Nashville 45 minutes from downtown and that's probably what uh what made the music thing what facilitated that was there was so much music so many opportunities for a young person who was apt at playing to find opportunities to play um and it's harder it's harder now it seems like um to find opportunities to play than it was even a few years ago but um until I went went off to med school, I that was every weekend playing some show or a contest on the banjo. And then when I was about twenty, I I said, well, I've I've played banjo as I've taken that as far as I care to, and I started playing the fiddle. So mostly I play fiddle and guitar now. I, I rarely even pick up a banjo. That's really interesting. That is really interesting. So when did you? Okay, because you always loved a good story. But when did you really get into, hey, I'm going to write for myself? Like, when did you say, I'm going to take writing seriously, or I'm going to even just attempt at my for own first story? Well, I remember I found recently a box of collectibles from when I was in sixth grade. And in that was a notebook a spiral bound single subject notebook, probably a hundred pages of wide ruled paper. And I had filled that completely in with a story. It wasn't very good. The grammar was terrible. It, you know, it broke, it violated every rule in writing. But that was the first time I remember thinking to myself, I, I really do want to complete a story from start to finish and it be something that I want to tell to other people but uh once I got into school this, I tended to have to do nonfiction stuff so just just to be able to tell a fun story that school kind of got into the way of that but I filled that with various research topics so for instance when I was in college I had the opportunity to work to do recombinant DNA research on uh, corneal which is part of the eye and I would I got to write reports or research documents on that. So in a way, that was a story. And really the first experience I had on trying to create a story for a specific audience, telling about DNA research in eyes. And then once it was in pediatrics, it would be about some pediatric disease or some current event or some something that happened in the community. But then once I uh, finished my stint as a pediatric resident, I, then I had some time that I could devote specifically to some stories and the first one I wrote was a book called Sons of Barbie Collins and it was a it's it's fiction but a lot of the stories are similar to similar stories to experiences that I had collected in my youth traveling about and some made-up family stuff and combined it into a pseudo historical fiction which is available to anyone that would like to read it or listen to it I narrated it myself I'd say that's the probably the best way to listen to it is putting your earbuds and listen to it but as far as a real 
a, a real story that was consumable to readers. Sons of Barbie Collins was the first one that didn't have to do with some DNA research or a pediatric topic. And I really enjoyed that process and it, it was satisfying to the soul and had a positive message. And then this, the recent book that I released was A Dozen Strange Tales. Yeah, that's the one we're here to talk about because I was like, okay, everybody has these strange tales, but it's like, to me, I'm thinking to myself, okay, Queen Pen, what would a guy named Tennessee Bill from the South have to say about strange tales? Like, you always hear people have these interesting tales, but it was just like, okay, What's going on here? So what was your inspiration for this book? I tell you, whenever you're a strange kid that plays the banjo, I don't know what it is about that or what it is about me that people still to this day come up to me and tell me some odd thing. Maybe it's in a pediatric clinic and it has nothing to do with pediatrics. For instance, the other day, I was uh, on a trail ride, riding my horse with some friends, and we went to this person's house to water our horses, the person that lived out in the woods. And the owner of this cabin in the woods came up to me and just started talking to me. He said, you know, I would talk back to him, and I guess something, something about me, he felt comfortable in having this conversation. He told me this wild story uh, about how a Sasquatch repeatedly visits him. I didn't expect it. I, I didn't ask him, hey, have you ever been visited by a Sasquatch? It was just something that he, something about my character that he identified, that he wanted to tell me this story. And throughout my life, I have had this experience where someone has had an unexplained phenomenon that they want to share with me. So I just, I attract these stories and I don't know why. Now, a lot of these, these are not other people's stories, but they're in, in the book, A Dozen Strange Tales, a lot of them, I'd say roughly half are things that I imagined and the story just appeared in my head and all I had to do is put it down on paper and uh, flesh out certain parts of it, but other components. So for instance, uh, chapter 10, which is titled a Japanese bullet was, uh, a story that my grandfather told me about his experience in the war. And it's an, an exciting and at the t- story. And at the time, it was the most amazing thing that I had ever heard. Uh, and still today, when people read that story, they're wow, it's just, you know, it stands out in their memory. Uh, another uh, one of the more popular chapters is one called Beatrice. It's about a lady that has had some life catastrophes and she uh, moves out into a cabin in the woods and uh, because of her upset state of mind perceives certain things that I don't want to give any spoilers but misperceives some situations and that uh that story I created around just some events from, from people that had had similar episodes in their life. So it, it just seems like 
I meet people or people tell me things that have happened to them that uh, I was able to mold and change into uh, stories for for bedtime reading or for something to sit around the fireplace, something to sit around the campfire and listen to the story or read the story. I was at one of the stories in there is called the gray Buffalo. When I was okay. a kid, uh-huh. when I was a kid, the movie Ernest goes to camp. Oh my gosh. I remember out. that movie. Yeah. That was the, that was the first movie I'd ever saw in the theater. Well, Whenever they, they, that movie was filmed at a state park in middle Tennessee called Montgomery Bell state park. And when I was a Cub Scout, we went there. And while we were there, the native American actor, Iron Eyes Cody was there and he had been shooting the film there. He was one of the actors in the movie. Well, he sort of told this story and something about a Buffalo. I don't want to ruin the story for you, but this story was told and I tried to capture it and, and, and add to it. Um, but I had an opportunity. I went, there was a, a Ernest Goes to Camp reenactment for Boy Scouts at the same state park. And I went there just last month. And I have had the opportunity to recount and read this story to a group of kids there that happened to me at that same state park at, at an Ernest Goes to Camp reenactment. So it's it just a magical experience. But uh it's amazing that's how those things happen it just seems like they they just happen organically and i just yeah. try to capture them on paper and that is so cool and 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 i love the way for you that came full circle like you know yes. you you get to meet the actor you get to see this movie and then you get to talk to boy scouts who are having this like reenactment so that's so cool so, okay, who would you say that your book is for? Is it for adults, young adults, or just anybody that wants to hear a good tale? Yes, ma'am. It is for anybody that wants to hear a good, a good tale. I have had opportunities to read some of these stories to young people, and they love them. Uh, I know that uh, young people listen to the audio version. They apparently it helps them relax in the evening for a story time but the vast majority of the feedback that's positive uh, has has been from adults that just love a good fireside story the stories are not necessarily ghost stories there is a couple that sort of hint at it but it never none of the stories are are something that's overly supernatural it it, it could happen to anyone or 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 the story could be told to anyone. But no, it's it's for anyone that loves a good tale, uh, that, that loves to have their imagination. Wow, that is so awesome. Like, I, I love this. I really, you don't know. It's like, it's super cool to me to hear that you have these stories where... You just had to write them down. And then it's like, even though these aren't other people's stories, it's still kind of art imitating life, so to speak. Exactly. That's very well said. That's uh, some, for instance, my parents read some of the stories and some of the odd things that happen to some of the characters. 
they say, oh, that, that's when you, that's what happened to you that time you went to wherever. I was like, I know, I know it. I had to borrow that for this to occur to, to, to the certain characters. But yeah, a lot of the, the odd accidents, a lot of the life experiences that those things happened to me. <laughs> so my parents frequently say, or my, you know, my friends that have known me, they always oh, this fiction or not. Yes, it's fiction. I have embellished or changed the story, but a lot of it, the nidus of the event uh, really did happen to me. That is super cool. That is super cool. And you're, and the one thing that I heard you mention earlier is that you're continuing to write. So this isn't like, the ultimate book for Tennessee Bill. We've got some more coming. Correct. Yes. I write something every day. If it's not pencil on paper, I'm thinking about writing or reading something to inspire me. So the story that I'm working on now, the manuscript is done. I'm doing a rewrite. It's called The Voice of Exo, which is a working title. It's about a young fella that has a horse and he thinks about him while he's off in various parts of the world. And this was based on my experiences in Uganda after the Kony War. I went there as a pediatrician to help with some of the children who were affected by that war. It had a great effect on me. And I wanted to tell some of that story uh, and use the, it was Uganda, such a beautiful place, the, the colors and the, the terrain is it's magical and beautiful and lovely and the people are lovely, but some terrible things have happened there. And I used those experiences uh, to, to create a story that uh, Jack, a, a person from Tennessee, is for various reasons asked to go to Uganda to solve a problem where people are suffering and he has, makes certain discoveries and he doesn't know what to do about it. So he comes home and he's distraught and he's riding through his favorite hills on horseback when clarity comes to him and all of a sudden he knows what to do. Uh, it's a wonderful story that uh, I can't wait to get out there to everyone. And, and perhaps we could talk about that, uh, Queen Pen, whenever whenever that day comes. But yes, oh, I, I'm, I'm I, I'd be glad to have you back. I mean, come on. You are a banjo musical <laughs> instrument playing horseshoeing pediatrician who writes stories and gets people to tell them their life stories so come on like I'm 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 waiting for you to tell me you know you are actually Batman so (laughs) (laughs) well I I probably disappoint you I have no magical powers other than uh, I'm just a medium for a good tale that is so cool. And, and I love, I think the thing that one, one of the things that I really, really intrigues me about you um, is the fact that you are, you know, you include your Southern roots in all of this. Yes. Yeah. It's a, whether you like it or not, that, that's, <laughs> that's what my roots are. Uh, and uh, the, the tree doesn't grow far from its roots, I guess. And so there's my, my stories and adventures are undoubtedly flavored by that. 
That is so cool. That is so cool. So Tennessee, Bill, it has been amazing having you on. Tell people where they can find your book, where they can find the audio paperback or however they want to get it. Absolutely. And thank you. It's been great to be here. Uh, I love what you do. And, and thanks for having me. If you would like to to read Sons of Barbie Collins or A Dozen Strange Tales or the soon-to-be-released Voice of Exo. Of course, it's available on Amazon. My name is William C. Uh, William spelled the traditional way, and C is spelled S-E-E. I have a website, williamc.com, that will tell you about the adventures that Tennessee Bill is up to and some of his projects. The, there are links to the books on there. The best way probably to listen to the audio narration is on audible.com. And there are links on the website, williamc.com. Uh, if you type in uh, my name or any of the book titles in the Amazon search uh, box, they will pop up there. Uh, and that's, that's probably the best way to go about it. But if you, uh, williamc.com would, would be the shortcut to everything. Cool. Thank you so, so much. And I can't wait to Tale of Exo comes out. I mean, come on, you are just doing so, so much. And of course, yes, guys, he is a real pediatrician. He's not just saying this. So of course, we have to let him get back <laughs> to his patients. Maybe we can have him talking about pediatrics. And you guys can definitely ask some of your questions later, you know, and then we can have Dr. Tennessee Bill on for something yeah, else. I'll tell you, that's a different character. Uh, he's, he's a little bit more uh, straight edge and, and sometimes has to talk about serious, uh, serious things, but yes, we could we could have a conversation about any pediatric topic you would like. So, okay. Moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, <laughs> villages, clans, get your questions ready for Dr. Tennessee Bill. And we will definitely, anytime you you want to, we can definitely have you back on. You are a man of many hats and I thank you for sharing your time with me. Oh, thank you. It has been an absolute pleasure. Guys, didn't I tell you he had mastered all of the trades? I mean, author, storyteller, pediatrician, horseshoer, like my goodness, even musician. Come on. This is super amazing. And of course, guys, you can definitely check out his book on Amazon and of course at williamc.com. And of course, he loves a good tale, so he's got more coming out. And guys, don't forget to have those questions for when we have Dr. Tennessee Bill on as a pediatrician and answering all of his questions through his expertise. So as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. This is Sergei Brozhnikov, narrator of The Rise of King Osiris, podcast by J.V. Torres. You are listening to the CQP Moments Podcast. <laughs>